0: Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker,
1: musician, former professor, and the host of Love & Life, Dr.
0: Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love & Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. My dad used to tell me all the time, Make it happen, doll babe. Make it happen. So whether it was soccer or ballet or piano lessons, we were told to make it happen. And I'm so thankful my brothers and I received this mandate. It was one of my dad's favorite adages, and it's the way he lived his life. And he passed that on to us. And because I love the notion of taking charge of our lives and taking charge of our circumstances, and being intentional and active in life, I wanted to start a series on women making it happen in business, in entrepreneurship, in volunteer work, in changing the world. And to kick off the Women Making It Happen series, I've invited Audrey Mann Cronin to the program. Audrey Mann Cronin is an acknowledged expert in communications, a writer, speaker, and the storyteller behind many of the biggest leaps forward in digital innovation. As a women's advocate, she founded the Facebook community and blog, Our Digital Daughters, where she posts about what it's like growing up and parenting in our digital culture. In March of 2016, she founded Say It Media Inc. and launched the category-defining voice-driven mobile app, like so, your personal speech coach, to empower everyone to be an effective, confident, and articulate communicator. Her applications have been covered by over 75 media outlets, including CNN, CNBC, The New York Times, USA Today, Mashable, and Cosmopolitan. Audrey works with many companies and institutions on building software-driven communications tools using Like So Pro's custom platform. As a guest lecturer, she has spoken on leadership and entrepreneurship at several colleges and universities, including Cornell, UNC Chapel Hill, Stony Brook University, Bethany College, and Parsons School of Design. Recently, she was named a Woman of Impact by the Corporate Sisters. Visit her website at sayitlikeso.com. Audrey will join us in just a minute. But first, I want to play a clip from a movie called In a World. I remember a couple years ago when the film first came out, hearing the writer and director Lake Bell interviewed on NPR. And she described this epidemic, as she called it, of a vocal tendency that she was hearing in a lot of her peers. She's a millennial, and she was hearing a lot of her contemporaries speaking in a certain way. And because she ends up in the film being a voice coach for these women, she's doing IRL, what the Like So app does, on your phone. So just to set up the clip, we're in class with Carol, who is Lake Bell's character, and she plays a little snippet of two women speaking, and then she addresses her class and asks them about their own vocal tendencies. Do
1: you know where I get this smoothie
0: around here? Um... I'm sorry. I I uh, do I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't hear
1: what you said. I said I don't know where you'd get a smoothie around here at all. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, okay.
0: Thanks so much. Yeah. No
1: worries. All right. Thanks
0: so much. All right. So I, I shared that with all of you guys because I just I wanted to remind you why you're all here today.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I guess let's start with Stacy. Um, Stacy, what do you do for a living?
1: I'm a corporate attorney. Great. And I know you've been on a job hunt. How's that going for you?
0: Well. Um, I've been interviewing for uh, about 10 months. Oh and why do you think that is? Because I sound like a sexy baby. But am I really going to hire a sexy baby to defend me in a patent infringement lawsuit? I'm not sorry. sorry. Cuz women should sound like women, not baby
1: dolls who end everything in a question. Let's make a statement.
0: Now. Who's ready to be heard? <laughs> And now let's chat with Audrey about how to become the most poised, polished, and professional we can be when speaking. Audrey Mancronin, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. So for anyone who isn't familiar with your brand and your app and your business, give them a sense of what Like So can do for them. And then, of course, the 2.0 version, help them understand the difference between Like So and Like So Pro. Sure, sure.
1: Well, I've been working in communications my whole career. And I early days, I studied voice. So the way that I sound, and that others sound is always on my radar. And about, I don't know, three, four years ago, it hit me that the way my colleagues and clients were speaking was not helping them in terms of uh, getting them winning deals and and winning business. And I also saw it in my own teenage children that they tend (laughs) to litter their words with all these filler words. And they use the words like and so and whatever and totally. And I thought, oh, no, I don't want to pick on them. But uh, what can I do (laughs) to help them? And because I've worked in communications, I've also been working in the technology side. And I thought there's this thing called voice recognition technology. We all know about Siri now and Alexa. And I thought, well, now that voice recognition technology has gotten good enough, now that it actually understands what we're saying, why couldn't there be an application that used voice recognition to bring awareness to how we speak and to help us practice to be better, more confident, articulate speakers? So I launched Like So, your personal speech coach in March of 2016. And as you might remember, it hit number four overall in the app store for paid apps. And it was number one in the lifestyle category. And I thought, oh my goodness, we're onto something here. And it's built around the idea of practice, uh, this nod to being like a Fitbit for your speech. And then also be prompted. There's a couple of different modes. For example, you could pick the job interview or the college interview or debate team. And then one of them is speed dating. (laughs) And I wanted to put that in there because it is a consumer application, but I also care very much about our relationships in life and Mm -hmm. our significant others. Uh, Communications is a central to our relationships and meeting that right person and being prepared to speak in a way that you want to when you're on that first date or second <laughs> right. and third date. I thought, well, you know what? This will be fun, but it will also be helpful.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it occurs to me that I get a lot of feedback from listeners who are on the dating scene and this app is needed more than ever because they have the experience that oftentimes they will go back and forth, sometimes for several months with a person texting before they ever meet face-to-face, if they ever meet face-to-face. So they probably do need to practice some uh, answering of some questions, whether it's in the speed dating capacity or just finally meeting IRL. Right. Right. Yeah. It really should be that after you
1: you meet that person on text and you've been through a couple, you really should have to be on the phone at least, yes. <laughs> at <sighs> least hear the person's voice and, and hopefully meet them in person. I, I mean, I, I'm guilty too. I am on my phone all the time, but when I go out with friends or I'm in a meeting, I put it away. Mm-hmm. I put it away because I believe in that eye contact. And I know I get so much more out of meeting people and talking to people if the distraction of a phone is not sitting in between us.
0: Well, and yeah, and I can't remember if we talked about this, but I have come across some research that shows that a phone on the table, which you see with a lot of, you know, you'll look over at a, a lady's lunch, for example, maybe four or five women over having brunch or lunch. And many times they'll have their phone right beside their fork. Yes. on, th- on it's, the table. It's like another utensil. <laughs> <laughs> right. And even if it's facing down, the research shows that if yes. someone's phone is on the table, I will be less likely to start sharing anything deep or more personal or something that I- is
1: remarkable. There's Sherry Turkle wrote a book. This is where I learned about it called Reinventing Conversation. And she did mm. that study that mm. showed that just by virtue of even having the phone on the table, people are less likely to be confessional or just talk in a way that you would want them to share with
0: you. Such a barrier, yeah. such a barrier. Yes, yes.
1: And and I wanted to mention also because there is Like So in the app store, right? Just mm-hmm. Like So app, that's how you find it. But uh, I heard from so many people in sales and learning and development and human resources and faculty members and career people saying, can you build an app for us that's customizable? That mm-hmm. So those topics that you have built in are fine, but I'm working in healthcare or I'm mm-hmm. working in insurance or I'm working in sales of any sort or I'm teaching students. I just, I just did this amazing uh, program with Cornell University where the students were taking a class in entrepreneurship and women's leadership and we put together the professor and i put together a program for these students to help them talk about and you just use the word barrier the the initial prompt was has your gender ever been a barrier when it comes to school or the workforce or otherwise and they had to speak about that and we used we used the technology so it is only via, available via license but for anybody out there that wants to bring this to their organization or their their company or their school, I would love to talk to you about that too.
0: Yeah, that just seems so important. I'm just thinking about, and I'm not sure, you might uh, be privy to the data on this. I'm thinking about in the day, You, it seemed that there was more of an emphasis, there were more commonly found in high schools debate teams or speech classes or what is it, elocution? Am I saying that elocution, right? Elocution, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. 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 I think that seems an old fashioned word. <laughs> right. Right. For something that is so important now but doesn't seem to get the, the same amount of attention. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Less book reports. I'm working with UNC Chapel Hill. They just got approval for a capstone course in career preparation and exploration. And we've baked like, so into the course because Mm. even these students were graduating and they were all begging. They're saying, I'm not ready to go on that interview. (laughs) I've never taken an oral comm class. Can you, can you help me? Can you help train me? Because of course, that's the first thing you face is right those interviews and then you get the job and then you're doing your first presentation. Yes, absolutely.
0: This quarter, love and life lends a hand to 11th Candle Company. All proceeds from the sale of my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, will go to 11th Candle Company's Legacy Foundation. To hear more about the incredible work Amber Runyon is doing to help women escape sex trafficking, please take a listen to my podcast interview with her. It's episode 42, How Does a Candle Company Combat Human Trafficking? 11th Candle Company. Check them out at 11thCandleCo.com and be sure to use promo code TAKECHARGE to receive 20% off your entire purchase. And I'm thinking too, now I know that you mentioned last time, it was partly inspired by your daughter who... Yes obviously is bright and articulate, but all of a sudden you said around middle school, she started peppering her speech with the likes and you knows and so forth, which I get because I was a a high school girl in the eighties. So all of a sudden I was talking like this and my mom would look at me and think, no, that's not a question. So I'm not, I'm not sure why, why you raised your voice when you're just saying a a statement. that's called uptalk that's, in wonky communities. and that's an and, and that's an important term for women to realize because yeah. even very accomplished uh, CEOs i you can i don't care what level right. of of the the ladder that you're on i hear women speak and of course there's research on this in in the gender literature in in social psych and women speak with more tentative manner and and, and anytime you put that over apologize, we apologize too yes. much. There was a so, great recent study yeah.
1: also about vocal fry. Do you know vocal fry? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. I, I'm terrible at it. Can you do it? <laughs> Talking I, like this. <laughs> like this. <yes>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they found that because men do it too, but they found that women mm-hmm. that speak with vocal fry sound less competent, less mm-hmm. attractive, and less hireable. So it's fine. And I get when I talk about this and write about this, I get a lot of feedback where people say, I'll speak however the heck I want to speak. Don't Mm -hmm. shame me into how I speak. And I'm, that is not my intention. My Mm -hmm. intention is awareness. And if you can turn it off after hanging out with your buds and be able to speak in the workforce and giving a presentation and at an important meeting without things like up talk and vocal fry and filler words and apologizing and varying your there's there's all sorts of things too you should pause every once in a while pausing is brave <laughs> the pause there's all sorts of really great things that I've learned about and built into my applications that we don't think about and as soon as we hear ourselves speak or we go through the process of getting our score and the, the data analytics from this piece to think, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I said like Mm -hmm. 10 times in every sentence, you know, there is, there is the great and important surprise. And because it's personal, it's not somebody wagging a finger at you. So I'm Mm -hmm. not, my intention is, is all about giving us the tools we need to be more powerful and persuasive in our speech.
0: I'm, I'm curious, and obviously we don't have someone who has given you a lot of pushback on this. I'd be curious why, especially a woman in this day and age, why she would not want to avail herself of all the information possible to make sure that she was able to speak persuasively and with professionalism. I don't understand this. I'm going to talk like this if I want to, and everyone should just take me seriously anyway. (laughs) You are (laughs) too good at that. (laughs) Listen, child of the eighties right here.
1: (laughs) I am, I wrote a piece about this. I wrote a piece about, uh, the, the different camps of where people stood in terms of the sensitivity over how they speak. And I will tell you that most of the media coverage out there is from women saying, screw you, I'll speak however I want to. Because really? they feel like it's coming from a male-dominated world, world which we do live in, and that they should be able to just to be free to speak. It's a freedom. It's a personal freedom. And I get that. I do. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can be commanding and powerful and and still you you know be saying filler words and speaking with the valley girl and using uptalk <laughs> then you go girl but most of us cannot <laughs> and it it just why open yourself up for that scrutiny and critique if you want to get that seat at the table once you get it make sure you speak in a way that is compelling and inspires people and those things just they don't they just don't
0: they don't and we we have research on it so we know that that it's not effective and it's not getting women what they want if they are in the corporate world and if they are climbing a ladder so yeah. it's interesting to me that you would get pushback. i do
1: and i yeah i, I have a, a story and before i tell my quick little story i have to tell you men do it too absolutely yeah. men do it too so it it isn't fair it isn't fair. We mm-hmm. get picked on for it, and men do not. So there, mm-hmm. there is that, and mm-hmm. I'll leave that yeah, one there. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, when <laughs> yeah. I first launched my app, I got a story in Cosmo that went to the to Snapchat stories, and it was, it was incredible because it did so, it really helped sell the app. But when I read the story, I I have to admit I nearly cried because. Oh. The story was that story, I'll speak however the heck I want to speak and leave me alone. And that was the opposite of my intention with this with this with this tool. I really wanna help women and help everybody. But again, I've been working in tech my whole career. I know what it's like to be the only woman in the room, the only woman at the table, Mm -hmm, (laughs) the only woman on the conference call, and it's very intimidating. So I I was very upset by that. But then I had my my friends and partners read it, and they said, you're getting it wrong, Audrey. This is a send-up. This is a parody. By virtue of what they're writing, they're showcasing that this is an issue.
0: So I read it all wrong. Oh, it was just too personal for you. It was. Yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The satire was lost on you. It was completely your lost on me. A yeah, stupid app wants
1: us to speak better. I think that was the headline. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> a cute story. Yeah, it's interesting. So I And I wonder if there's a bit and... I don't know how to say this, but I know that when I was in my teens, for example, I didn't want to sound like my mom. Do you think that there's a bit of, uh, not ageism, that's too strong of a word, but mm. this is just how we do it in, in yeah. this generation. I, I don't know. I'm just talking about that. Yeah, it's sociolinguistics.
1: It's, mm-hmm. it's a way of bonding mm-hmm. and bonding with your peer groups. So mm-hmm. I want to speak how the most popular kids in my class speak because I want to bond with them. Mm. And I feel better when I'm communicating like my friends are communicating. And again, that is fine and it's human nature and it's great as long as you can turn it off right, in these high stakes situations. So I think you're right. There, there is definitely something to,
0: I don't want to speak how my mom speaks. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Well, in cognitive psych, when I was teaching that at the undergrad level, when we would get into language, it was um, code shifting or code switching. I can't remember the term exactly, but it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's the idea that, that you can have one vernacular that works in one context yes. and yeah. absolutely is a way of having that rapport and bonding with that particular group. But for all of us, we live in a society and we can say it's not fair all day long. Right. But there are some realities that we, if we we choose to try to, again, climb a ladder or throw our hat in the ring, then we it behooves us to understand how the rules work over there. And there's a tension there because, of course, we need to fight against the inequality and against the rules that aren't fair. But we probably will be more effective even in that fight if we can play by those rules to an extent and it's a tension. So I, I, I feel you because you're in a kind of a rough place as a woman who could be potentially criticized for not letting women speak the way they want to. And you're thinking, but I am for you. It
1: is, it is. And I am very sensitive to it. I I I truly am. I now, because I'm working with companies and again, I'm working in higher education, these questions, when, when I spoke at that Cornell, uh, that Cornell class and, and through that program, the questions that I got from these students were amazing. And a lot of them, English was their second language or they were from, The South, and now they're in New York, and everybody talks so fast. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there you go. It depends. Yeah. yeah. And so, what I've built into the Pro app is an ability to customize, even pace 150 words per minute is about optimal. But if you're in New York, you might want to speak at 160, 170 words per minute. But if you're in the South, you might want to bring that back down to 140, 130. It's, It's all cultural. Mm-hmm. Keeping it at one hundred and fifty, that that's fine, and that's where it, the default is for it. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if we can all get there, we're in good shape. But it's really important, to, as you said, to be mindful of that of who you're speaking to, how to read a room, mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. how to make sure that when you do speak and you do answer that question, or or you're trying to sell to the uh, you know the ce the cio the cfo. You walk in, you're ready to go. You're prepared. Mm -hmm. It's all about preparation.
0: Hey, Black Coffee Drinkers, Love & Life's newest sponsor, Drink Now, is about to change your world. I'm a black coffee drinker, and so I know what you've been going through. You're burning your tongue. You're scalding your mouth. You're having to wait 40 minutes before you can even take a sip of your black coffee. By the time your coffee is cooled down enough that you could drink it, your muffin or your donut is already long gone. I know. I can't wait to eat that donut either. But now there's a solution the Drink Now Perfector takes scalding hot coffee down to a drinkable 140 degrees in just 20 seconds without watering your coffee down. Learn more about Drink Now at drinknow.com and on Instagram at underscore drink underscore now underscore. So this is something that would be, you said, a personal tool. Now, it wouldn't be something that so, and again, it was inspired by your own relationship with your daughter, but it's not something that a mom would get and then work with her daughter, or is it something that you could do together? Yes, and like yes. you said, it's for guys too, of course. I don't want to alienate. I yes, do have male no, listeners. It's for and, everybody. I have yeah. a son also. I do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the, the, I have we include too. you, men. It's inclusive yeah, here.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Well, yes, the way the consumer app, and, and I was inspired by my daughter. Absolutely. But I was also uh, inspired by my colleagues, and mm-hmm. the first people I spoke to about this were people that were mentors of mine, a professor that I'm just heard from today from Rice University, uh, a, a colleague at a startup who is head of marketing. To ask them, <clears throat> is this is this an issue for you? I did a mm-hmm. lot of research on that. The way the consumer app works is you get your own personal grade because you, you're you using it on your phone and it delivers your speech conditioning score, as we call it, back to you. Mm-hmm. But you can also do pick those topics. And I've done this as workshops, pass the phone around. So for example, if you pick a topic like debate team and the content there has been given to me by the National Speech and Debate Association, and they have great prompts and things that are so current, like uh, the climate crisis or women's equality or taxation and then you have to speak about it if you pass that phone around every time that new prompt comes up it's a great way to bond and a great way to learn from each other and also you realize how hard this is but yeah. sure parents can do it with kids it's, it's kind of it's fun it's, yeah. it's 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 fun and engaging at the same time which was the goal the professional application has a end. It's, it's a big piece of software and it's uh because it's scalable. So you can give it to your, you know, all 500 of your employees or 10 of your employees. The purpose there is to really customize something that will be useful mm-hmm. for, for scenarios. I'm working with this healthcare company and they've, been through a lot of acquisitions, and that most of their employees are brand new. Yet they all need to be able to speak from the same pitch deck, right. the same talk track, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and so we've built it for them in, in, with that in mind, with those words and those those words to use and not to use. So the professional app also builds in words you do want to use.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. It just has so many different domains where it can be useful and helpful. And I'm curious, too, just because my mind's going in this direction, would you or would you ever consider or have you had any feedback that people would like such a thing uh, in terms of articulation? So what made me think of it is when... My husband said when he first started out in sales years ago, he realized that as a boy from Muncie, Indiana, Mm -hmm. he sometimes dropped his ings, and instead of running, he was running. (laughs) And he thought, "I'm in sales. I speak all day, and I don't need to sound like I don't know how to pronounce an ing." Is that something that would be a a, a 2.0 or a 3.0, or is that something that's already built into it?
1: I I think
0: I haven't tried it, but
1: that would be a really great one to try. Nobody's ever brought that one up. So what we do is we build in again, words, not just filler words, but words, for example, uh, this healthcare company said to me that they work in chronic illness and one of them being diabetes. And they said, it's not appropriate to call somebody a diabetic. Sure. You don't want to define somebody by their disease. Yep. So diabetes, not diabetic. Mm -hmm. Somebody with diabetes so we use Google voice and that voice recognition can discern diabetic from diabetes. Right. Mm, but mm-hmm. we could, I could try running from run in. I, I that's, <laughs> right. That would be, um, that'd be a trick, you know, that would be a trick. Yeah. That one would be uh, maybe a little harder, but vo- it's just getting better and better voice recognition is just getting better and better. So, and, and the truth is with the, with the app that, like, so pro app, you get to see your live transcript and you get to hear it back. So even if it doesn't capture it and you didn't know, you never said your INTs, your husband does, but (laughs) let's say he didn't. When you heard it back or when your your coach or your head of HR or whoever is, uh, they'd be able to tell you if you didn't hear it yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they'd be able to diagnose it as well.
0: It's remarkable. It really <laughs> is. And I'm really enthusiastic to know that colleges are getting on board. They're wanting to do studies with you. They want, they're wanting to bring it into their, into their coursework. And have you had a lot? I know a year ago we were talking about that and that's one of the things you were hoping yes. to get some, uh, enthusiasm in those realms as well. Yeah. I just
1: today found that I'm on, um, English as a second language on an Eng- a college that really focuses on English as a second language. And like, so just what got added to their set of tools that they recommend. So it's, um, great. it's great for people that are translating as they're talking. If you can imagine how much how difficult that must be and sound articulate and confident right. at the same time. It's a heavy lift because, and we, you had asked me to talk about what it's like being an entrepreneur. So I'll just tell you that it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and exhausting. Mm. And uh, I use every single brain cell in this small head of mine. <laughs> but the rewards are great.
0: Well, it's something that I've been wanting to cover women in business. I've been wanting to cover that more on the podcast to bring some more topics and what's trending and what can be helpful for them. And so I think this is one of the most helpful things that we can start with in terms of really helping women understand, because if you're, if you don't have a tool like this, maybe no one's ever held up a mirror, so to speak, for you to see, or I guess maybe uh, recorded so that you could hear the way you sound And then, like we've been saying, make a choice just so you have the ability to make a choice.
1: That's right. That's right. Yes. I I think about it, it, whether you're just graduating from high school or college and looking for that first job, or now you, as a woman, decided that you were going to take some time off and have children. And now you're heading back to work and you're so intimidated and right. things have changed and I'm not ready yeah. and I, I haven't, I'm not in practice with this. Um, and then in my, where I'm at is I just want to continue to grow and achieve and how can I mm. do that better? And I think the way we communicate is central to all of that. I don't think I know. I know the way we communicate <laughs> <laughs> is central to all yeah. of that. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, you yeah. absolutely And even know. if you're
1: at home and... Like you said, I've been at home, but I was volunteering at the school, right? We deal with communication in so many facets of our lives. And if again, we are persuasive and powerful and confident, we're in a better place.
0: And even as women who want to advocate for those around us, I'm thinking of a PTO or I'm thinking of you have to bring your kid in because your child has special needs. So you have to have an IEP meeting and you're there with all these very daunting professionals. If you are able to be persuasive and powerful in your speech, you're advocating for your kid. So it's not even just about yourself. If you don't even care about your own speech patterns, let's do it for those that we're trying to support and advocate for. That's right. It's encouraging and empowering, and that's what this podcast is all about. So, Audrey, I thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have any parting words? And, of course, let listeners know where they can get the app oh. and where they can find out more about you.
1: I learned so much from you, Dr. Karen. So thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I, uh, I need to spend more time with you. Um, my, so LikeSo is at like so app, and it's in the App Store. We're still working on our Android version. So apologies to the Android users out there. We, um, you can follow us at like so app on Twitter and on Facebook. I blog a lot, so that's at our site, which is sayitlikeso.com. S A Y, it like com. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and the pro app you can get via sayitlikeso.com or it's just likesopro.com and like so pro is via license. So you'll see it in the app store, but you need a code to unlock it. And and that would be something you'd need to go through either your workplace or your school or your organization and have them reach out to me. And I'd be happy to pull a a little workshop or program together or a big one uh, to get them on
0: board. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks again for your time today and for what you're doing, not only for women, but of course for women, but also just for all of us to make sure that we are presenting ourselves in the most polished and professional way.
1: Thank you, Dr. town It's been a pleasure.
0: And for the love and life hack this week, I'll let Lake Bell do the talking. Because women should sound like women, not baby dolls who end everything in a question. Let's make a statement. Now. who's ready to be heard. <laughs> Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abrol. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast, for liking episodes and leaving reviews. All of that makes a huge difference. Thanks again for listening this week. And until next time, make it a great week.